Hey, it's Cameo, and welcome. Just like you, I wear many hats, and sometimes I feel overwhelmed by the demands of everyday life. And there was a time when I felt lost, stuck, and unsure of how or where to start the transformation that I needed. And that's why we're here, to share experiences, lessons, tools, and tips for shaking up your life and living for you. I'm glad you're here, so let's get into it. Welcome to the Cameo Show. My name is Greg, and I've got the star of the Cameo Show, Cameo. Hi, Cameo. Hello. You caught me off guard. Today, we're going to talk about, and this is from a gentleman by the name of Dave Ramsey. Whether you love him, hate him, he does have some good points. So you got to agree on these four major issues if you're going to have a harmonious, happy relationship as a couple. Number one, any guesses? I would just like to say, if you're watching the video and you see my face looking like a deer in the headlights, it's because I am. I am completely caught off guard. I had no idea where this is going. I still have no idea where this is going. And it's almost making me have a stress panic attack, but we're going to roll with it anyway. Let's roll with this. Okay. So what's the question again? So Dave Ramsey said there's four major issues or areas that to have a harmonious relationship You've got to agree on these. You got to be on the same page. The first one being religion. Okay. A a shared household faith, he says. So, you know, a lot of religion, not to ruffle anybody's feathers, but a lot of that comes from just circumstance, where you're born, what your, your family taught you. It's rare that someone would be born Christian and then they decide later in life they're going to be atheist or, you know, who knows? I mean, people just change, I guess. But a lot of times it's kind of whatever mom and dad were, that's what I'm going to inherit. And that's my religion now. And so someone that's, say, Muslim marrying a Christian person, that might cause some conflict in their deep belief system that they've had their whole life. Yeah, I can see that. I can also see that you would maybe just naturally be drawn to that person because we typically tend to seek out subconsciously or consciously people who are like us that we align with anyway, uh, except in the matter of love and fate. And then you meet someone and you maybe don't know that you find that out later. That would definitely be potential for conflict. Religious. You were raised with the idea that this is what we believe, but you are open to believe anything that you want. Which is not how most people are raised. I would agree with that, but that is a pretty big generalized blanket statement. I think my personal opinion and my experience is that our generation and younger are a lot more open to that idea. Because Uh, of the internet and information. Because of information. Because of before the internet, we didn't have information at our fingertips and we were only told what we were told by our immediate church. And yeah, yeah. that's right. So, so being on the same page with religion definitely is a lubricant for a good relationship. Yeah. And I think you could also go a step further and remove the word religion to not dance into questionable water and just call it, I think you might've even already a belief system, just your inherent belief system it can probably get really nasty if you start talking about like who you worship or what you believe in with regard to if you go there, but like just your belief system, what you believe is right and wrong as a core value. And as your like ethics and morals, religion related or not. Right. Okay. Let's call it spirituality. Okay. 
Yeah. So if you're on the same page spiritually, that's going to enhance your relationship. Okay, sure. The second one is in-laws, boundaries, influence, etc. So if you're on the same page with that, that's a huge area. Yeah, inside of your relationship. Yeah. And how each other feel yeah. and what each other accept. Not necessarily like this broad stroke of how you feel being right or wrong. So I guess what I mean well, by that is. That's what it is, though, because a lot of people think my family's right and your family's wrong. Your family's the crazy ones. They're different, right? They're different. Because they're, they're different the than ones. me. So I, I'm most people are unable to embrace when people are different than them. But I also would say that you could really isolate it. So I'm not saying this is our situation, but just because it's us. So I'm going to talk about it as if it's us in our experience, right? This is our marriage, me and you. And we both have our own upbringing and our own parents and our own situations and belief systems and like boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. I may think that what you have grown up with is different, which then could be translated as wrong or bad, except that I'm open to the idea that it's just different, right? And that's like a learned behavior that you have to practice that as a human, I believe. In my experience, I've had to practice that, this openness to the idea that like, it doesn't mean that it's wrong or bad. Judgment really has no place. It can literally just be classified as different. And then I can be curious about it, right? But judgment jumps in and it's hard sometimes. So I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it's learned behavior. It's practice. But so like within our marriage, I can feel one way. You can feel a different way. As long as we're open to the idea that like we're not on different teams, that it isn't our job to convince each other of one way or the other being right or wrong or superior, that we're open to the idea that like it's just different, then we can survive in our marriage knowing that we are on the same page and that we are together in how we feel about that. Not necessarily what we think about the outside or how we feel about the outside, but what we feel and think within our relationship. And that's really hard to do if someone is really convicted in their belief about their religion or about their in-laws and family traditions. And then some, the outsider comes into that mix, the other half of the relationship. And they're like, well, this is different than what I've ever experienced. We're conditioned to think that we are correct and you are the outsider. The third thing is parenting. Mm -hmm. So the belief system around how kids should be parented and you know what's right and what's wrong and how we want to raise our kids. I mean, from our perspective, I mean, if you think about that, that was that was very I eye-opening. Luckily for us, we both grew up in rural Ohio, playing in the creeks Cricks. and being dirt Cricks. Cricks, creeks, whatever, with with leeches and picking up crawdads and being dirty little kids running around barefoot in the farm. I mean, like we both experienced that, but that wasn't everyone's childhood experience. And that wasn't how they were parented. Some kids were were brought up in the city. Everything was organized and different and, and never in the country, like just a whole different experience. Yeah. So imagine country boy falls in love with city girl, 
how different that's going to be when we go to parent. Yeah, I think um, I was talking about this in another setting once where I don't even think it gets drilled down to like us both growing up in rural. I just think that we grow up in different environments based on, you know, our parents' experience as kids and their parents, right? Just everyone's experience is different. We got lucky because we were in the same setting. So there's a little bit of like understanding and compassion there. But as adults, you and I, like we never had a conversation around what kind of parents we wanted to be before we were pregnant and were having a kid. We never really knew that about each other, quite honestly. We were still riding high on like the beginning first year, year and a half of our relationship, figuring each other out, figuring out our careers. And all of a sudden now we're going to be parents. There was never a conversation around that. So like we had to get on the same page really quickly. And I don't know that we felt or even feel sometimes the same way about parenting still. And our kids are 13 and 18 yeah. and that's okay too. But kind of back to like the in-laws and boundaries and kind of back to religion. Like I'm not saying that any of these things are wrong or right, or, you know, the end all be all. I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I'm just saying though, you could blanket these with just any relationship, marital, parenting, co-parents, friends, workplace. You have to have an openness to other ideas and you have to be able to communicate and communicate doesn't just mean run your mouth. It also means listen. Right. So, like, I feel like all of these categories that are being laid out by Mr. Ramsey that we're discussing here off the cuff can all also be encapsulated in open communication, Mm. effective, intentional, open communication. So, like, we had to be that way and still have to be that way as parents, too. Yeah. We are lucky that we grew up in the same setting. There's some understanding. We are lucky that our parents share some of the same traits and qualities and, you know, that we grew up in, in the same geographical area. Right. But like at the end of the day, the parenting decisions come down to how you and I communicate, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fourth one is money. Mm-hmm. If I view money as bad or I don't strive to make money or you do, and you are working hard to make money and you value money. Like if there isn't the same value system there, or you have a shopping addiction that you hide from me and I smile and let in and infer (laughs) that that is the case. That is not the case, but you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that's, that can be an area of conflict. Money is a huge area of conflict for couples. Sure. What he's claiming is that in those four areas, you need to be on the same page to have a healthy relationship. If you can be on the same page with religion, your in-laws, parenting, and money, it's going to make a much more enjoyable existence because those are the big areas of conflict. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I agree. I guess the part where I, and I don't even know if, I guess if I'm agreeing or disagreeing, really, I guess I would just say that I don't think you necessarily have to agree about everything. Like in life, I don't have to agree with my neighbor about what we think and how we feel about certain things, those four things in particular. We can have Mm -hmm. different viewpoints, but we can still have a cohesive relationship. Mm -hmm. We can respectfully listen and engage in conversation and learn from each other, right? That's just, I hate to say it, 
But I mean, that that's almost like mythical because people are not open and they do not see things as uh, that that is an option, right? In my experience, you see so many people with so much conflict simply based on the idea that they are like completely, they just completely shut out the idea that you don't have to agree all the time, that you can have a difference of opinion and still get along, that's still be the, productive. Like our yeah, marriage that, can be productive and yeah. we can see things differently. We just can respect each other in that way and learn. That's that's it. Yeah. I, I think it's um in those four areas, humans are so emotionally driven and we all feel that what we think and feel is is correct. Right. So it's kind of like those are all big areas that are driven by emotion. I mean, you could add politics in there too. And mm-hmm. again, they're things that are just kind of like beliefs and they're not really factual things and it's just more of like how I was either raised or groomed or what I'm told to believe or what I'm scared to not believe and just or the region or area I was born into so now this is what I've adapted as my way of thinking yeah and it it takes a lot for a person to question all of that yeah and as you say all of that I'm trying to press myself a little bit because I feel like as I mentioned, like our generation, I feel like is doing our generation a younger, no offense to our parents and our parents, parents generation and all that. I'm not trying to like group anybody together, but I'm just saying, I feel like because of information, our generation and younger are more open, right? More open to the idea that like, just because I feel one way you don't, doesn't make you wrong. Okay. But I'm trying to press myself on that a little bit because like I'm a I would consider myself to be a pretty open person. I would consider myself to be pretty accepting, pretty understanding. Like there are very few things that are hard stops for me when it comes to topics like that that are typically very divided, right? I'm I can I can see things both ways and still take a stance respectfully. I feel. But there are a couple categories where I'm not so great. That's where I'm trying to press myself. So I'm trying to think in this instance uh, without going into detail, if I were pressed about my stance on that, there are certain things I, I'm not sure I can see in an, I'm just being honest. I'm not sure I can see in an open way as being possible. And I think that's where it just gets so tricky. And my experience, it just feels like it's great to say, be open. And I feel that way. I really do. But also everybody feels I'll just take religion because it's just the easiest example to use. If I grew up in a Christian household and it's my duty then to, to, you know, spread the, spread the word of God, I can feel that strongly that I'm right about that as the person who was raised in an atheist household feels that they're right. And I, like, I'm not budging on that, right? I'm not saying that particular scenario. I'm just saying that as the example, there are things in my life that I'm not budging on, even though I'm a very open person and can respect someone else's vantage point. I'm not budging on certain things. And like, that's how people in that example of Christianity versus atheism or whatever the case may be feel. The only thing that keeps me going is this openness to the idea that like this person can feel that strongly and it's, and it's just as plausible, possible, respectable, and natural for the other person to feel that strongly too. And we've got to like find some type of acceptance of that. We don't have to like it. We don't have to get along, but we have to accept it and not antagonize each other. But damn, 
as soon as I start pressing myself yeah. on some of those issues that I'm not budging on, which are very few, I don't know where I can find gray area, quite honestly, you know? Yeah. And that's why these are the four big pillars, because, you know, if you're not on the same page on these four, I mean, these are huge, huge areas. Yeah. You know, it's almost like I I don't want to, like, take back my statement about open communication and effective listening. I, I still mean that. But like Mr. Ramsey kind of has a point, like we could talk till we're blue in the face and be the most understanding people and love each other and compassionate and agree to disagree and all that about any issue and any of those four categories, but like it may not make the most smooth, welcoming environment in some of those situations. So yeah, open communication, openness, awareness may not be a strong enough answer. Yeah. Ooh, you came out hot today. That was a heavy one. I I was not prepared for that at all, but I I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a real conversation because when you're in a relationship with somebody, it starts off, you know, you're just head over heels, but then you start really uncovering like, oh gosh, this person's bad with money or, or they're just like, they don't respect, you know, money and they, and, or they're like way on another spectrum when it comes to what they spiritually, spiritually believe in, you know, that can be a big, uh, you know, gap there. and and they might not respect their parents or their, the, your, your parents. And then like that causes tension. And then, and then how they believe parenting should be like, well, let's let them be wild kids. And, or then this one's like, let me be strict, you know? And like, there's just, that would cause so many areas of contention that it's hard to have an open harmonious relationship when, when those big key things are not, when you're not on the same page, you know? Yeah. And you like to think that like the writing's on the wall or you kind of like get a feel for some of those things. But the reality is, I mean, we've been together 20 years and the reality is sometimes you don't like sometimes things come out of the cracks and you're like, whoa, I had no idea you felt that way or that strongly or that we felt so differently about that. Yeah. Well, you're not initially attracted to someone's religion. You're not like, look at that. I bet she's a, you know, you're like looking at someone like, look at her, you know, it's it's more of how's a, that again? It's more of a I hate to say a lust connection or, or more of an attraction, sure. you know. And then from there, not just the looks, but energy also. And then you kind of start going deeper beyond the surface. Looks, yeah, energy and yeah. But those things don't always surface, is what I'm saying. Like even 20 years later, some of those things haven't ever surfaced in conversation. And then this would be a great. Like, oh, yeah. this would be oh. a great like first date question uh, questionnaire. Oh. Complete my, these four questions for me. Then my thought actually went there. Like maybe these are really great questions to like kind of ask in the infancy stages of a relationship. And then my other side of me goes, well, you can't control everything, Cameo. Like, wouldn't that be like trying to control the situation just a little bit too much instead of being open and letting it flow? Like, whew, I'm glad we're, we've been married for 20 years and plan to stay that way because I think dating would be tough, but that's a whole... Sidebar. Well, I think we should add politics to that, that list too, because that's another big. Yeah. The things that I won't budge on are probably fall under that category more than anything. And it has to do with like basic human rights and treatment. And I think if you were like polarized, like felt completely the opposite than I do, it would be really difficult. Like there's some, there's some tension there between us and the way we think about certain things with regard to that. More 
I wouldn't say that either of us put too much weight into it as like something that is a basis for like how we live our life per se. I don't even know how to say that properly to like not sound so indifferent because I'm not indifferent, but like there's a little bit of variance there for us, but like not enough to make it be problematic. But I can see where if that came up later in a relationship, as strongly as I feel and as strongly as you feel, and they are completely polarized. Yeah. I guess that's what irreconcilable differences are. Yeah. And I guess to sum it all up, one of our friends said it best. He's like, you don't need all these rules. You don't need all these uh, guidelines in place for your kids. You don't, the, the golden rule is just don't be an asshole. And I was like, <laughs> God, that's so perfect because it just leaves so much room for people to be who they want to be, but just don't be an asshole. And like, there wouldn't be any problems here, you know? And I love that. And I feel like we have tried to live by that ourselves and also instill that in our children as like the golden rule. But I have to put a big fat all capital word, but asshole is also subjective to opinion and upbringing. So that's a whole, to, that's, that's, I hate a whole to squander episode. your, your hypothesis what? there, but. Let's gotta, do a whole episode on the definition of what what's an asshole. So there's a book. <laughs> I have a book that's actually written about that. I'll have to find it and link it in the show notes. It's actually really, really engaging and comical, but like really thought provoking. Yeah. About what an asshole is, like yeah. not literally what an <laughs> asshole is, but like <laughs> I think we can all probably agree on what that is, but like yeah. what the definition of a person who behaves like an asshole is. Yeah. So great <laughs> conversation. Thank you for bringing that up today because yeah. uh, I've enjoyed it. I hope it hasn't been off-putting to anyone who's listening. Uh, please note that, you know, this wasn't from a space of judgment necessarily, but just more of an open dialogue about a thought-provoking Topic. I, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. You 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 caught me off guard, but I really enjoyed it. Hey yo! Congratulations on investing into yourself and your growth. I hope you found this episode to be beneficial and feel proud of yourself for showing up. If you found this episode helpful, please consider sharing with someone else who may benefit from it too. I'd love to hear from you, so hit me up on all socials at Cameo Elise Braun. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow for new episodes and updates. Also, it's super important to mention, this is intended for entertainment and education through experience. None of it is fully known to be fact and is not a replacement for professional advice from a therapist or doctor. Thank you so much for being here with me. And be sure to thank yourself for showing up. <laughs>